Welcome to Do You Know You, the Enneagram podcast where we know you better than you know yourself. Heidi Ho. Hi. Hey. So I have a fun on the farm fact. Actually, it's not farms because they don't live on farms. But what do you think that the most fearless animal in the animal kingdom is? Is there like a right answer for there that? There is. There is. Oh, it's the honey badger, it? Isn't is it? the honey badger. <laughs> yeah. Yes. We talked about this the other day. Yes. Yeah. And they're actually quite interesting, um, but they're really mean. Yeah. And well, they, I know people are tuning in to hear fun on the farm facts. I mean, you probably wouldn't have a honey badger on your farm because it would probably kill all the other animals. But like if you did, that would be like a place I'd want to go. You want to go to a honey badger farm? Maybe. Because I think it would chase you and try to eat, like eat you if it could. I mean, I'm sure they have like carts you can ride in. What? Like, oh, you, you know, mean like, like safari carts? Yeah. Okay. So they don't like get you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I understand being like volatile. Yeah, I mean, I think honey badgers are like, like sixes. It's like a six, four, eight. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Like really volatile yeah, and like really, combative. Yeah, they're really aggressive. But like they probably just want to be left. Like, they'll attack humans, lions, alligators. They just go for it. They (laughs) do not care. Sometimes you have to just go for it. Sometimes you just have to go for it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Say la vie. Yeah. So, um, we're talking about fives. Yeah, we haven't haven't done done that. Fives, and I know the fives are like, I've actually had a few fives. I'm like, are you going to talk about fives or... (laughs) I think we have a, a few types left. Yeah, like, but. and they weren't the ones I thought we had. No, left. it's weird because I could have sworn we've talked about two, I but I think we've we just did. talked a lot about two. I think maybe in the type misconceptions episode, maybe we did talk a lot about two. Was when we one. were doing, yeah, and yeah. so I think maybe in our minds, that was what was happening. Word. Yeah. Is that something people still say? I don't think so. Okay. Um, I don't think anyone says m- most of the things we say. Because we're old. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, on that note, yeah, let's talk about fives. Because I think they're not um, super well understood. Agreed. Uh, I think a lot of people... Okay, can we just first distinguish between introversion and five? Because people are like, I like to read. I think I'm a five. Oh, my God. Or I have five in the tri-type. I'm like, well, lots of people like to read or study things. And it doesn't make you a five. Um, if those of you that are interested, we also teach another system, archetypes. You know, you could have the scholar archetype. Mm-hmm. That could make you like to read. Lots, Anyone can like to read. Nines like to read. Like to learn. Yes. Yeah. And we should talk about the difference between nine and five because that's a common mistyping. We'll come to come back to that, yeah. though. Um, yeah, I think five. Well, first of all, I you know, I was teaching... I don't know, the other day when I was teaching my students and I was teaching five and very rarely do I have a five in the class that can like right. speak to being a five because I teach human relations and I don't think they care. Um, yeah, that's not really a subject that tends to attract fives. No, no, there's not a lot of fives. Uh, lots of twos. Yeah. Lots of nines. Sixes. Sixes. Yeah. Uh, not a lot of fives. But I think people forget um, I mean, obviously, the orientation of five is to, you know, the core fear is of being ignorant, contaminated. Um, they really also fear being emotionally influenced by others, which is part of contamination. Mm-hmm. Um, emptiness, which we'll talk about, because they do have a a pervasive fear of not only like their own inner emptiness, but then that, well... It, it's not so you with four you have the like ev- everything has to mean something right you know right. there's this sort of obsessive almost sort of ocd search for meaning and then five sort of is afraid that nothing means anything and so therefore they strip everything of meaning in order to not be ignorant right so they don't want to think that things have meaning or value that actually don't in this sort of imaginary objective world they think exists, right? Right. So so they they sort of remove 
meaning and significance and subjectivity from the world so that they don't, I think it's mostly because I don't want to be caught in ignorance. Like, what if I thought everything means something or something means something and it didn't and I looked like an idiot? You know, I believed the wrong thing. I was... Which is something, you know, all mental types struggle with in their own way. Sure, exactly. Yeah. So, so this, this need to kind of remove themselves from the equation, not like a nine, but removing their subjectivity from things. Right. Like they don't, they believe that their subjective analysis of anything really will sully it Mm -hmm. and therefore strive for this ideal of objective thought. It's kind of like the scientific principle of. I'm I'm going to call it observation, but sure. I'm sure there's yeah. like a more technical well, term that scientists are like, wow, you're dumb. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but, you know, the phenomenon of how you can't observe anything without having an effect on it. Right. Like there's no yes. way to actually completely remove the effect of observing a thing. Yes. And yes. so we don't know how that thing is truly. Right. Because as soon as we begin observing it, we're in in some capacity, even if it's just energetically, we're interacting with it. And that's what fives want to maintain is that distance, almost like a science experiment. What is life like? What do things look like without me interfering and putting my stuff on it? Yeah. It's what makes them voyeuristic on the one hand. Mm -hmm. They like to watch um, the world and record the world and observe the world. And this is why Naranjo, one of the the things he ascribed to them was pathological detachment because they go overboard with it. So then Mm -hmm. they, they believe that their interaction with the world is interference with the world and that therefore they will not gain a full picture of anything if they are fully engaged. Um, And so so yeah, they they sort of take themselves out of the equation. And and one way to think about it is that the five is like thinking about uh living, they're thinking about like being engaged in the world rather than being engaged in the world. And so the thought, the cognition of thought becomes a replacement for action rather than actually being in whatever it is. So, you know, the example I always give is if, you know, the five is interested in dancing or surfing or whatever it is they research it they observe it they gather data about it but there's a fear of actually engaging with the thing a because it'll be disappointing reality is always more disappointing than the the data you gather about reality um and also that they will be ignorant incompetent and won't really be able to function which is really how it shows up in relationships because that's one of the reasons they avoid especially emotional relationships because it's just not their wheelhouse fives are like oh i don't i don't really want to feel or talk about that (laughs) so so they just avoid developing relationships if they can now of course no human i mean few humans can exist in complete vacuum without relationships but especially a self-pressed five if they if they could they would sure try to mm-hmm. uh, because it's that fear that, and there's also that fear that they're going to sully the relationship, like right. that they're somehow going to ruin it or spoil it. So this fear of um, contamination, which is really kind of what we're talking about, uh, it shows up in lots of different ways. And that's the one that people see the word and they're like, what are they like germaphobes? And it's like, yeah. I mean, not, I mean, maybe, but like not necessarily. It's, right. it's deeper than that. Yeah. Um, it's, it's this subjectivity of their, emotions analysis experience that they feel like will sully things so they just keep their distance it's just easier to it's better to observe than to engage in the mind of the five since mentioning the observation i did uh look up what the technical term for it is thinking it would be something really fancy and Uh it's just called the observer effect i was gonna say i think it's the Mm -hmm. observer effect yeah so yeah i i i was there (laughs) yeah Uh uh-huh i was in the yeah all those years in the territory school paid off yeah yeah Yeah, it is so the fives (laughs) are um it's like they're of course you know 
If they have more emotionally attuned types in their trite, like if it's a five with four in the tri-type and a four wing, they may be a little more comfortable with subjectivity, mm-hmm. but there's still a detachment from putting themselves in it. It's the fear of being fully there. Um, being perceived is also something that fives uh, don't want. They they don't want to be perceived by mm-hmm. others. Um because again, it goes to the sullying effect. So what what you can get is this kind of person who um, believes that, I think they would like to believe that they can sort of move throughout the world without affecting the world. Um, I think it was either Naranjo or Tom Condon that talked about the five stepping on the ground, not wanting to like disturb anything Mm -hmm. right not wanting to be it's like not wanting to leave a trace wanting to be a ghost Mm -hmm. in in you know sort of layman's terms right they want to just not be here and the five is the type that can actually be in the space and you might forget that they're there because they can shrink their energy to such an extent where you're like oh yeah you're in the room like they don't you know they they that's sort of their special power is is learning how to disappear in one way or another. I mean, I think that also that brings us to a couple other elements that tie together. Um, the pathological detachment. Yes. Um, which we sort of kind of covered in there. And then also the fear of engulfment. Yes. Yes. And so interacting with people can get dicey. Uh It can get unpredictable and complicated and that brings up that fear of engulfment yeah and i think it also links to their sensitivity because fives are fours would love to claim the most sensitive type on the enneagram fives are the most sensitive type on the enneagram um and 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 in all ways like they actually are very sensitive to emotions and energies and Mm -hmm. you know fabrics foods whatever there's they have a sensitive nervous and energetic systems and so this fear of being engulfed is not only like probably based on an actuality of their sensitivity i mean a lot of fives talk about when they were younger being frail or sick or somehow sensitive in a way that they couldn't absorb the outside world the same way that other people did not fit for the world right and yeah. so, therefore, they're not wrong. I mean, there there is, you know, energy is real, right? It, you can invade your space. The five is just so hyper-guarded against that influence, especially that emotional influence, that they just develop this sort of um, energetic attachment, right? Where they're, it's almost like they become a walking brain, you mm-hmm. know, rather, and, and there's a sort of disconnection between the the head and the body, right? They are not really in their bodies. Um, very schizoid orientation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so they don't want people and other people kind of ruin their mental vibe, right? Yeah, I mean, they're like, vibing. They're vibing. Thinking yeah. about whatever their thing is they're thinking about, right? I do. There was somebody on Instagram. I think we had briefly mentioned in a post um something about five sensitivity and it really upset someone um they wanted us to know that there's no way fives are that sensitive because of how mean they are okay and so i do want to kind of iron that out here and say that you know when we're speaking about sensitivity we're not talking about it in terms of it doesn't mean nice right it doesn't mean sweet or saccharine or Or careful with others emotions or yeah right you it's it's not true that to be sensitive means that you're kind all the time um and actually a lot of really sensitive people are not very kind Yeah, because you have to protect your energy exactly and so i think you know if someone were to reflect on that more deeply, mm-hmm. they would be able to see how it's the sensitivity that causes the prickly right. nature. I was going to say, five. like, I like to think of fives like a porcupine. Mm-hmm. If you took the quills off of a porcupine, it would just be like a rat, right? right. Um, with really soft skin and a, you know, kind of like not in like a sexy way. Like, like, you know, like where are you going? With this? <laughs> no, but like, like fives have really soft skin. Vulnerable, yes, vulnerable. Yes, and the quills provide protection. 
right? So, so fives develop this sort of energetic. I'm like, can you not? Because now I'm just going to be thinking. About I just was like, where is he going with the soft, soft skin? skin and like porcupines? And I don't want people to get the wrong idea. Um, now fives are going to be like, so I'm just a rat with soft skin. I mean, you know. Um, but no, that, that, that's what the quills are for, right? It's, it keeps predators away. It keeps really anything from wanting to pick you up and play with you. Right. right. It makes you not cuddly, which is the difference between, um, you know, a five and then sometimes nines, right? I mean, nines aren't necessarily cuddly either, but they're definitely, they don't have the quills. They don't right. have the same energetic, uh, barbs that people will get. So what people are getting is. Yeah, the five is really sensitive, and um, and on some level, they know that, and they want to keep you away. So they're grumpy. Right. They're crusty. They are not sociable. Not welcoming. Now, weirdly, some fives do that thing where they smile a lot, because mm-hmm. they think that's going to keep people away, and really, it just makes people want to approach them. But as soon as you talk to them, you're either going to get the awkwardness, the dryness, the prickliness. You're going to realize, oh, that smile was misleading because this person isn't that friendly. Now, social, some social fives can be friendly, but but the quills, right? So, but some, a lot of times it's just energetic. Like people, you just don't feel like you could easily walk up to the five, and they're not typically that approachable. Even when they put the the fake smile on that they think is going to keep people away, it you realize pretty quickly that this person doesn't want to I think hang out with me. the best way to describe it is just they're not warm. Yes. Right. <laughs> and I mean, the smile makes sense as a defense. I mean, the self press six also can do that. Yes, right. Um, it could, it can go both ways. Yeah. Um, but I think it's just that like the mental defense of like keeping away. So the smile is enough to make people. Yeah kind of feel comfortable right. that they don't need to feel defended or aggressive toward you, but it's not enough to say it's not inviting enough. Right. right. Yeah. It's just to that, you know, right. you know, the like white people smile. Yeah. <laughs> that's plenty. Yeah, that's right. Got you covered. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, that, yeah. yeah that I like that. We both did we it. We both did it and they can't see it, but, but y'all know what it looks know what like. It is. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just said y'all. Yeah, well, you're, Anoki. Um yeah, and and then I think along with the sensitivity, I think what I, I think I'm glad we started with the sensitivity because I think it sort of helps explain some of the other pieces of their psychic structure, um, mm-hmm. including the the sort of characteristic retentiveness or avarice that we talk about with five. So fives um feel like they 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 don't have enough of themselves there's not enough energy there's not enough resources um there's not enough of them to spread thin so this is like the anti two orientation mm-hmm. right it's it's um even though twos also have false abundance i think they have more than they do the five is like i don't have any right right the four it starts which is with, not true right it's not true it starts with the four the four also feels bereft and like there's a there's a dearth of whatever they want or need. Do yeah. you like that one? Yeah, um, that's good. The five, it reaches its pinnacle in five. Uh, there's not enough. I have to hold on to what I have because if I don't hold on to it, it's all going to be taken away from me and I will cease to exist, right? right? So this can look a lot like self-pres. Right. It has that quality of holding. Yes. That holding pattern, um, the avariciousness or greed, it's not just about money, right? We always right. people a lot of th- people think, well, fives are stingy. And yeah, they can be. Um, it's not all about Scrooge McDuck, you guys. Right. <laughs> right. They're, Come on. Yes, most fives are frugal. They're not excessive spenders. You know, they minimizing their needs um serves a lot of different purposes a if you minimize your needs emotionally you don't have to rely on other people for anything right if you don't have a lot of relationships to maintain right it's less to think about right Mm -hmm. and then if if it uh goes away it doesn't hurt as much and that's really what's behind it right Mm -hmm. is the fear of if i have all these things if i get stuff um and something happens to it i'm going to feel the loss too acutely right and 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 this is especially true with relationships if i let people in and they leave and they become a part of me because really if the five does let you into the world 
you've become part of them in in one way or another. And so letting go of you or whatever it is, is like death, right? It's like taking a piece of them away. So they just rather not even let you in. Right. Um, and, and so, but I think that this often gets distilled into the material world, right? Hoarding. A lot of fives will hoard. It's usually books or something specific. It's not hoarding everything. Right. Um, unless they're the doomsday, you know, <laughs> prepper, you know, I have a bunker kind of that kind of five. Um, but that's a very specific flavor. And usually there's other things happening psychologically that create that. Right. Um, but they don't like having a lot, having too much or having an excess of anything um, feels dangerous because it, A, it's too much to manage. It's, you know, more stuff you have, the more energy goes towards to managing it. And they just feel uncomfortable uh, with a lot of stuff, including relationships. Right. Which I think, um, you know, ties into the not giving right. that Naranjo mm-hmm. talks about. Um, you know, this isn't a two. Right. This isn't someone with a sense of I have They're not plenty. looking for ways to be of service. Right. Uh, especially materially or emotionally. What I see a lot is, I mean, I think the best way to describe this um, without painting the picture that like fives can't be generous or that they never give anything. um, I see them get into this dynamic a lot more often in intimate relationships Mm -hmm. um, just because it makes more sense than it would with friends, but it could also happen with family where they come to have some type of relationship where the person, I guess, unconsciously senses that they're holding on. Mm-hmm. And what they want is the sacrifice. They want to feel like they're special, they're important, and they want to see the five give. Right. Give more mm-hmm. than they would to someone else. Mm-hmm. And it totally makes sense. Yeah. And that definitely is a way that mm-hmm. fives can show affection is yes. by giving. Um, but they get into this a lot where they're connected to people that are demanding and people that want more, 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 more. Well, the five, two combination is very, yes. very common. Yeah. Yes. And then, you know, there's this gridlock where the two things, okay, the five doesn't care about me because they don't want to give me everything. And right. like, you're asking someone to trigger their own core fear and feel like <laughs> right. they're dying to make you feel good. Right. And like how many of us, do that right frequently and are just comfortable yeah no that's a good point that that combination the two five combination is weirdly common Mm -hmm. it makes sense because the five can often forget about their daily needs or things that the two is tracking and the two the five seems like the two someone that really needs somebody to help them with their resources and get things together it can have a lovely balancing effect good little power couple situation yeah um if they're healthy, but yes, the two always wants more and the five, they miss the ways in which the five has already given them a lot. Yes. Um, for a five. Yes. And, and, and I think that's a source of pain for a lot of fives because I think they're like, you know, I, you know, I gave you my key or, you know, I let right. you call me at I 9 the whole PM. Day with you. Right. Like, <laughs> what else do you want? And, and that is a lot for the five that probably would rather just be spending most of their time alone or doing, you know, absorbed in whatever their interest is. Uh, yeah, that's a good point that people really miss that. The other thing I was thinking about is how Naranjo talks about, um, how the, the head center in general, five, six, and seven sort of correlates to the, uh, the social instinct. Actually, I think it was a Chazo that really talked about that, but, um, the adaptation? Yes. And and Triad? people can kind of miss it with five because, you know, they seem so idiosyncratic. They're, you know, they're, uh, they're very independent. They're autonomous. Uh, but the five is also, just like the six and the seven, they're looking for how they can contribute. Um, and, and the five just feels like they missed some sort of guidebook that everyone else got about human interaction, about how to be a person, how to people properly. Um, and so they, they, but they know that they want on some level, even if it's a deep sort of hidden part of themselves, that they want 
uh, to be valued for something. Of course. Right? They don't want to, they're a rejection type. They don't want to be rejected by the group. So one way they deal with that is to remove themselves completely, right? Mm -hmm. I'll just take myself out and then I don't have to risk rejection. But the way you, they navigate that is they become someone that has, they have the expertise, they have the knowledge, they have the information. And so on one level, when they're gathering, data gathering and researching and delving into their interests, yes, it's for their own intellectual curiosity and stimulation. But I think the hope for most fives is, is that, okay, once I know everything, Right. Then I can go back out into the world and I'll have something to give. Right. I'll have something to contribute. Um, and this is where they can get fixated. Right. Yes. Because A, there's never enough information. Right. So they're always gathering and they're never ready. Mm-hmm. Um, and that ties into the postponement of action. Yes. Which is a, a key Yes. Part of five. Yes. Um, it can can look ninety mm-hmm. at times, mm-hmm. can have a sloth like appearance yeah. to it. Um, they can procrastinate terribly. Mm-hmm. Um, they can just dip out of things. Yeah. And there can be a um it can look really irresponsible. It can look irresponsible. Um you know, depending on the five and but they the the, the difference is is the five doesn't have well, they do have some guilt about not being able to measure up to what other people want, but they're not um they're not as likely as the nine is to acquiesce to other people's needs. They may not at all. in the moment. So if you ask a five to do something they don't want to do, they may freeze in the moment and say yes. Um, but then they just It's only out of overwhelm. Right. It's it, they're overwhelmed and you yeah. they've it's they want to do a freeze response. They just want probably, you to go away. And so they just want you to get out of their face and <laughs> right. so yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll come, whatever. Right. Then they go home or they leave your presence and they think about <laughs> what they just agreed to and it makes them angry. Relatable. Uh same. Relatable. Uh, <laughs> makes them angry. And then you will either get um, a cancellation or you may get, they might tell you off, like, why did you ask me to do that? Or they just won't show up. Mm -hmm. They'll just ghost altogether. Um, And then if you have the nerve to say something to them about why they didn't show up, then you may get the the diatribe. And and Uh, like, I don't know why people don't equate that with five, but fives are very temperamental. Oh, well, they have reactive types on I, either side i've been told off by a five yeah they're, they're, that's what people don't get and you uh, haven't lived until you've been told off by fives a five. have six and four yeah. on the other side of their personality and it's not it's it's not hard it, no to get told off they're actually pretty high strung yep um and this is the difference between five and nine the mm-hmm. five you can tell that they are high strung you can tell they're anxious um, now if they have nine in the chai type, they may hide it a little bit more, but there's a, there's that buzzing quality that mm-hmm. we talk about with the head types and fives really have it. They might even literally physically shake. I think you can feel it the most. You can feel it. Yeah. It's, it's the most covered with seven. Yes. Sometimes people don't quite get how well, it, it's it anxiety. Comes out as enthusiasm and right. excitement. It looks yeah. easy breezy, right. but yeah. it's, it's not. Right. Um, and then six can kind of. Go back and Go forth. Go b- between the two. Yeah. yeah. Five has more than anything. I think fives look more scared than sixes do. Absolutely. Um, they hide. They, they're absolutely hiding. It's like, and if you've ever been around a five and then all of a sudden you re- let them know you perceived them, they're like, oh, it's literally like that, like raccoons, you know, like whenever you spot a raccoon on your you know, porch and turn the light on and they freeze. Like that's five when you realize that they exist. Right. Because they don't want you to know that they exist. Um, and, but yeah, they're reactive. I mean, if they get angry, the, the difference is they're just not comfortable with their emotions. Right. So when it comes up and the five does get angry, it usually has a childlike quality to it, mm-hmm. uh, a sort of tantrum. Uh, An outburst. Right, an outburst. And it can be strong. I mean, people... It can be in public, too. Yeah, it can be. Especially if they feel excessive pressure, Mm -hmm. uh, demands... Shame, embarrassment. Emotional manipulation. Oh, yeah. Expecting them to express a particular thing in a certain way. The subtext is get off my back. They will go off. Yes. Um, And... And people, I don't know why people don't get that, but it is definitely a part of five. Um, And now 
they don't see themselves as emotionally reactive. Right. And it's not happening as much as a four or a six or someone else. But it it does happen. And and there's surefire buttons, the one we just mentioned, that usually have to do with somebody infringing upon yeah. them. I would say, you know, if they're trying to get away and you're not letting them, that's when you're going to get... Yes. That's when you're going to get the horns. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. So it's not a habitual thing it's not something they're activating right they're not like oh let's go ahead and do this it's like an animal that's trapped in right a but bag. you've you've put your fingers in the cage right. and you're gonna get bit yeah and they you know they also have that line to eight so there's a there's a fierceness that can come out and we usually we see that with their intellectual um they may be quiet about everything but if they researched you know prehistoric carbon gas levels and you say something thanks um you say something about prehistoric gases that's wrong they're gonna be like okay actually that's not it and all of a sudden this five that's probably been really quiet and you may not know they're there they're talking a lot and they're kind of aggressive because well you're misinforming people you've you're misinforming in people you're you may be stepping on their territory um and they're gonna let you know what they know, and they probably do know more than you do about it, and they need you to know that. Um, and so sometimes people can be surprised by the strength that can come out of the five, because normally you may not notice that right. they're there by design, right? right? Uh, the five is sort of naturally stealthy, like they can slip in and out of a room a party you can be like they were here just a second ago and then they're gone right and it's there's sort of that um that the ability for them to cloak themselves but when they want to reveal themselves it usually is around something uh that they know right right well i mean you know naranjo refers to it as having a cognitive orientation um right. which to some extent can apply to all the mental types but i think you see it go the farthest with five in that you know how the four can kind of bask and soak in their own emo in their own emotions and marinate (laughs) in their (laughs) misery um fives can become very emotionally attached to and emotional about ideas yes ideas have the power to move them very deeply and to terrify them. Yeah. And Naranjo talks about that they're avoiding being concrete. Yeah. So they love abstraction. Mm-hmm. Fives are very comfortable in the world of abstraction, which is why they like theorizing. Right. And The weirder it is, yes, bring the, it on. Data gathering, um, thought experiments, imagining strange extraterrestrial worlds, you know, right. all of those things. They're abstractions. But when you need to bring it into physical reality, um, that's where they struggle because it, it, A, then you have to put it into some sort of confines, which they don't want to do. And and you have to concretize it, which makes them feel uncomfortable because that's the cognitive orientation, right? It's feeling, there's the, and they share this with seven. It's the comfort with the ideas um, over the action of the seven will bring stuff into fruition if they right. can, because they want to experience. Right. And that's what the five is lacking. They don't necessarily need the experience. They just want the mental exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the fun part. And for the seven, yeah, it's fundamentally theorize and exercise, but then they want to do it. Right. Right. So you can see how, like in the process Enneagram, the seven is moving us out right. of the mental triad by bringing forward action into the world. Right. Right. And so the five is, is sort of, you know, they're at the, this is a bottom of the Enneagram type. So the, the inner world is of lack, right? There's a feeling of despondency. Yes. There's a feeling, there's a hopelessness. There's a sort of natural nihilism that fives have. Um, And they're running from it just as much as the four and six are. The six has seven on the other side, so they can sort of swing between the optimism and then the nihilism of five. And the five swings between the skepticism of six and the um, the need for meaning, but also the sort of uh, 
grief of four, mm-hmm. right? And so that you, this is not an upbeat type, <laughs> right? They can be. They, of course, what also can surprise people is there is that sort of childlike quality with a lot of fives. Oh yeah, that when they are happy and they are laughing, there is a kind of there's like glee. They like express this kind of glee that's kind of cute because mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's, no, they're pretty endearing. It's very endearing. Um, but do not be fooled <laughs> <laughs> because they can definitely go to the depths of, of things. It's just they're not going to the emotional depths. And that's where that sort of emotional detachment comes from. They are afraid. Um, not unlike the seven and the six, I would say all mental types have this. They're afraid mm-hmm. of the emotional depths right well that could also lead to engulfment right it's like a black hole right where is this going right right and and the five more like space you could get sucked in exactly i was about to say that fear of space um the fascination with the space right but then the fear of where is it going (laughs) right like what what's out there and so fives can be um they have their version of counterphobia as well right they they will often even more than the six, I would say, will delve into topics that terrify them, mm-hmm. but like at a deep level. And so if they're afraid of, you know, communicable diseases, they may actually become like an immunologist or something mm-hmm. like in order to deal with that fear, because they know that by understanding it, they will fear it less. Or if, I mean, I actually, uh, remember years, I don't know, I was watching a video of an entomologist and he was like really into spiders and he was a five, but he said he was afraid of spiders. He had a terrifying experience with a spider when he was younger and then he became... What happened? Um, There was like one, like a really big one on his bed or something when he was like a kid and it like freaked him out and he was terrified and it crawled on him. And yeah. so you have the sensitive young five who was basically almost eaten by a spider. Yeah, I said eaten, I don't like them. Um, And that experience created this sort of lifelong fascination with spiders to the point where I mean, he was, you know, he's like one of the leading spider mm-hmm. researchers in the world. Um, and that can be five. I mean, I think you can see that when you look at, you know, like Stephen King. Exactly. You know, like the best horror and sci-fi He shared writers. that most of the things he writes about are things that terrify him. Yeah. He's thought of them yep. in fear and then writes about that to cope with yes the fear and that's also the way they they can be provocative right. because whatever they're scared of they kind of want you to be scared of it a little bit too um and and so i think that's what makes them good like horror and sci-fi writers they can create these worlds um and it's also the difference between five and nine that is the provocative part of five is yeah. like you know there are these terrors out here there's this darkness mm-hmm. this emptiness and right. to not acknowledge that is to be foolhardy yes and so if you can't acknowledge it they might just shove it in your face <laughs> exactly. and scare you right. because you're being an idiot well, by not recognizing yeah. this is part of life and it needs to be acknowledged well and there's because there's something you're not getting about it like you'd be afraid of it too if you really understood right all it can do Right. And and it's it's the way Naranjo also talks about negativism mm-hmm. with the five. And it's the way, you know, they have four on the other side. So there can be an envy of other people's security. And then the six is also afraid of people's confidences and envious of people. Con- excuse me. People's con- confidences. Words <laughs> of people's confidence. And so the five on the one hand is envious of people who seem to be able to just bop through life and you know, happy-go-lucky, talk to people, develop relationships. Must be nice. Right. And then also people that are confident in that way. And so they have their own version of envy in the way mm-hmm. it shows up and wanting to undermine people's comfort m- comfort and mental security. Like, how can you be so happy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and And that's where you can get to the low side of five, right? When they start to get unhealthy is they they develop this, they abstracted themselves to such an extent that they're not really people, nothing matters, and therefore you don't matter, and the world doesn't matter. And you know, at the extreme, you can get that kind of school shooter thing, right? Where mm-hmm. it's like, um, 
this world is shit and I'm going to blow it up kind of thing. Right. Uh, and, and it's also the, where they connect to eight, right? It's, that's, it's the rage that can come out of it. And so, and I think it's important to note that distinction because sometimes it's very different than nine because fives and nines can be mistaken, especially introverted nine with five in the tri-type <clears throat> or the six with the five wing. Um, but there's this nihilism that's inherent uh, in the five yeah. that, that we, you can't ignore. You're missing a big part of five because they just feel like, I think, I think on one level they'd like to believe that things mean things and stuff matters, but they, they're well, it's, looking it's comforting. for evidence of it. And um, oftentimes they just can't find it. Um, and so that's comfortable being in this space of meaninglessness. Um, it, that's a comfortable place for them. It is not a comfortable place for four, um, or I would say six for that matter, that mm-hmm. needs some sort of hope. The five fears hope because you can attach to hope and then you can be disappointed mm-hmm. and then lose something. Well, or just wrong. It, right. Exactly. Ignorant. Right. And which is one of their fears, right? Which so, is far more humiliating. Exactly. you know um now that we're discussing five i have a little story i'd like to share please um i just think it's it's cute and um it kind of shows this interplay and i know you've heard this a million times um but you know if you're not familiar with this story um Werner Herzog is a filmmaker, a documentary filmmaker, um, who I believe is a five. Um, And there was an incident where someone got into a car accident very close to his property. And the car had crashed. It had turned upside down. There was gasoline leaking into the car and he saw all of this happen. Yes. And he realized um, he was having kind of that panic of like, oh my God, this is going to explode. Mm-hmm. Um, and he noticed that the man inside the car was about to light a cigarette. <laughs> and he ex- explains in an interview that he didn't want to just yell, like, don't light the cigarette, because he was afraid that the person would just do it anyway, almost, you know, like as a reaction against what he said. So he ran up and just grabbed the cigarette. Mm -hmm. Um, And that person was Joaquin Phoenix. (laughs) Yes. And Werner Herzog also then noticed that he says he noticed Joaquin wanted to thank him. Uh Um, Maybe he hadn't noticed there was gasoline leaking. Right. I don't know why his instinct was to smoke a cigarette (laughs) hanging upside down, but, Anyway, uh-huh. we type them both as fives. Yes. And so I do think they're both fives, but he, Werner did say that he did not want to interact. Uh-huh. So he drove away. <laughs> right. Um, and then I think, you know, Joaquin probably called for some assistance and, uh-huh. you know, yeah. but this is two fives yeah, it's interacting. Like, it's like cats. Exactly. Circling each other. They both have like their uh-huh. backs. And the backs arch. arch. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they fives uh, fives are very idiosyncratic. They are their own people. Um some fives are very like just kind of want to blend in to the background, you know, the plain clothing whatever. But a lot of fives will just wear or do whatever they want and they're like I don't care if you think I'm weird, I know I'm weird, whatever. Um and so it it yeah, they can be and they there can be like a uh, if you don't understand their humor, sometimes it can be like chilling or mm-hmm. disturbing to people. Um, you remember that video clip of Ralph Fiennes, who we type as a five? Oh my gosh! Yes. And he had just done like the a re- play. was it the red carpet thing? Yeah. Yes. And it was like a Shakespeare, it was uh-huh. like Hamlet, or I don't know some play. And the interviewer was like, um, "I don't remember specifically what it was. It was something along the lines of like she was like so." you know, what was the best part of, you know, playing that role? And he was like, there was a lot of blood. I enjoyed the blood. <laughs> and then he like does this creepy smile and you can tell she's just like, I have no idea what to say to this. The whole exchange is very uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable. Like he doesn't, he's sort of like trying to get out of interviews, but then like keeps looking back right. and there's this, 
like awkwardness. And then she finally asks him a question and it's, it's just chilling how he responds. <laughs> right. And, and then he feels contented to well, continue on. Yeah, he's good. He's good with that. He's like, okay, I did it. Right. I'm done with the uh-huh. interview. Yeah. And I don't know that that's what she expected, expected? to get. Right. To someone to talk about there being so a lot of So she got blood. her content. Yeah. No, there, there <laughs> is that way in which the five can be a little awkward. Um, and they know that. Yeah. That's just why they're sort of uncomfortable with people because they're like, no, I know I'm, I'm awkward and you know, it is what it is. Um, I think it's, it's interesting because I think people can forget because they're like that, that it actually also can be kind of hard, easy to hurt a five's feelings. Yeah. Um, and because they are sensitive, right? As we've said. Right. And, and so they can, but you may not know it, right? But it, it actually, they're very sensitive and it can be really easy to hurt their feelings. Um, I, we should probably talk a little bit just briefly about the, the three subtypes of five. I mean, I think the self-pres five is probably the most um, stereotypical five. Um, it is the five that is avoiding interaction the most. That is the most. That's kind of the five we've been right, talking about. Self-preserving in terms of their resources, right. their time, their more energy. More collecting, more cataloging. Yes, gathering information, never enough more information. Hoarding. Yes. So they're the most remote of the fives. Um, and also, incidentally, the most sensitive. Like People don't realize how sensitive the self-pres five is, but that's why they're keeping themselves away from everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, the social five is the the counter type as yeah. well. Okay. So people have differing opinions about this. I don't, didn't Rano say it was social or sexual? I can't remember. Cause I feel like I've seen both. <laughs> I um, think it's supposed to be the sexual. Okay. Five. I think it is supposed to be the sexual five, but um, I think we feel like it I should feel be like the it social. Is the social. So that's yeah. where the confusion comes from. Uh, it's be- our confusion. Cause to me, the, the social five is moving out towards others. Sometimes social fives can seem almost gregarious. Mm-hmm. Um, they can like uh, parties, groups, you know, social clubs, you know, it's the social instinct. They are seeking other people, but within that framework, they want to be the, like, they want to be the... They're, they're kind of snobbish in a way. They want to know yeah. the right people. They want to have the right information. They want to run in the right circles. There's a kind of three-ish. Well, and they want their knowledge and expertise to be respected. Yes. So even if it's like a, <clears throat> you know, art subculture, like, or even in, you know, say it's a, I don't know, even in fashion, like you can get like this social five that they're in the know, right? They're kind of remote. They're still mysterious, they maybe show up to things, maybe don't, but they know all the right people and the right things. And usually their their tastes or interests will still have that idiosyncratic kind of very unique way in which they see things. But to me, that seems more countertype. I agree with um, you. Because they're moving out yes. into the world. It's also actually called the sexual five confidence. Um, right, right. And and I understand how their kind of love need and yes. the kind of demandingness of the sexual instinct and their urge to consume the other can seem like a countertype, but a lot of times what happens is they're still not interacting with the right. love object. Yes. It's an ideal. Yes. Rather it's, than yeah. something manifesting in reality. And I see the social five as coming out. Yes. And actually interacting with the world. They, and, and so they that's have to. the social instinct. To me, that's them. why five is. Yeah. Social five is the countertype. Yeah. And then the sexual five, yes, they are seeking intimate connection right and they do want to have to possess the other and the partner completely um but there's still that fear of contamination the fear of engulfment so that like you said they remove themselves from the even actual relationship so they are more comfortable having say a long distance relationship where the person doesn't live anywhere near them and can't just pop over or you know, setting lots of boundaries around how often you see the person because the relationship is better in their mind. Right. And so the sexual five will often romanticize 
um, their partner from afar for like a while. They they're looking for. I mean, obviously, five is not like a trusting type, right? Right. Um, and they're looking for someone that they they can trust kind of like the eight that they can really give themselves over to and they can share their darkest thoughts and desires. And this person will, you know, just absorb that and love them as they are. And yes, that does sound counter to avarice, but the amount of time that it actually happens, I think is more still in that cognitive orientation. Yes. Yeah. The relationship they have full relationships in their head. Yeah. Um, I mean, who person. are we to challenge Naranjo? But right. Um, and I and so I st- they're still separated from. Agree. They they're still not actually, if they can help it, doing the relationship as much as other people would right. do, especially as social. Yes. Is doing the social. They have to. Yes. I uh, think they're giving more of themselves. Yes. And they're calling on some of those. Like they're countering the retentiveness yes. and the not giving and the detachment and the autonomy, postponement of action. I mean, they have to make plans. All of these things they have to counter right. in order to fulfill the instinct. Yes, right. And so, to me, that kind of no, I agree. Is I the mean, definition of a counter. Yes, the the antisocial social five will be remote and all of that, but they're still. I would I would venture that there's still a group. I mean, whether it's their local, you know, D&D group or whatever, there's still a little group of maybe even other fives, you or know. Or an ideology. Right, that they are identifying with, that they are um, a part of some kind of, even if it's virtually, some kind of community. If it's online, a group or something. Mm-hmm. They're, they have to engage in that way because they're looking for community to me. So that is going against the five's tendency to withhold themselves, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I get where he was going with it. Mm-hmm. I just think that that social five exemplifies it more for me. The sexual five, to me, kind of reinforces some of the aspects of five. Now, yes, they're seeking merging and they are more emotionally attuned. So I do see where that's, that came from. The sexual five can be very sensitive. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but also there's the sort of darkness that we talk about with the sexual five. They can have very um, taboo or dark desires. And they're afraid to share that with people because a lot of people can't handle it. And then what if they do share it and they're rejected? So I guess really what we can say is that all three five subtypes are dealing with the fear of or the avoidance of rejection in a different way. The right. self-pres five has taken them out com- themselves out completely, right? The social five is finding ways to contribute intellectually um, to a group and knowing the people who are sort of holding the intellectual ideals that they have. And the sexual five is trying to find that perfect love. Mm-hmm through abstraction right um so so just slightly different flavors of five but important to know i mean we obviously we talk about them more in our um instincts class but uh i did think it was important that we kind of flesh out the different subtypes of five yeah um I'm trying to think, did we miss anything? I think we covered. We kind of covered. Naranjo does talk about this high super ego with the five and guilt, which might be kind of confusing for people. I do think fives hold themselves to a high standard. Like fives, whether or not they actually become um, everything they imagine they should be intellectually, usually it has to do with contributing to the world in some way. Um, they do hold themselves to a kind of high intellectual standard. And I do see that they can have kind of guilt about that. Um, but it's not guilt like, you know, a two would experience guilt for not giving somebody something or doing or six for that matter. It's more guilt about not. Um, I think it's more of a guilt about not engaging. Yes. I was going to say it's Yeah. Um, I think Naranjo almost describes it in a way where it's like, um, I'm 
I am so cold and withholding, right. yet somehow so sentimental. Yes. So there's a part of five that that is nostalgic mm-hmm. and so like and I think this ties more into the sexual five a little bit in this part um, because it can take on a more of a fourish tone. Right. Yeah. Um, but there is like a sweet, sentimental, yeah. idealistic. It's a you know, it's a mental idea of yeah. the relationship or the person right. that is precious to them. Right. Yeah. But then there's guilt. An inner conflict about like knowing that I I don't give of myself. Right. And like I can't ever have these things if I don't give, but I still want yes. this. Yeah. And and it's it's also a mistake because five still yes, they like to be alone more than other types, even in the extroverted fives. And yes, they do exist. There's not a lot of them, but they do exist out there. But there there is that sort of fear of and guilt like you said around i should be more i should give of myself more i mm-hmm. should give myself give more people my energy my information my time yeah i just can't right and i do think they feel guilty about that and then they experience a loneliness around that because it's like i know i'm lonely because i can't put myself out there but putting myself out there means risking my autonomy and my identity as a person right and i don't want someone to take that from me and so there's this dance that they walk between um holding on to themselves out of fear of being depleted or completely annihilated and then giving too much to the person um in a way that is incongruent or that they are not going to be able to maintain because they know that they're at some point going to pull back. Right. And it could harm the relationship. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we did the thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think we did the thing. You know, I think there are still a lot of maybe nines and sixes out there that think they're fives, but usually, you know, it's kind of like with three, like fives know they're fives. Right. Yeah. Not usually a false, uh, positive yeah with with fives if they get i mean okay that's not true sometimes people get five and they're not fives right but fives usually know they're fives pretty quickly Mm -hmm. um they may dance around with four or six we've seen that before um sometimes one there's a rigidity that they can share but usually after a while they're like no it's five Mm -hmm. yeah yeah but i do see a lot of sixes think that they're fives yes there's some yeah, real, that's a whole other episode. There's some real cute, warm, friendly girlies <laughs> on Instagram oh that are like, gosh. I'm a five. And, you know, they uh-huh. just, it's too cute, y'all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just, yeah. the packaging is. Yeah, you can tell by the packaging. I've never, I mean, it may, might be out there, but I've never seen it like that. Well, and there's the whole visual component, which obviously. And I don't mean that fives can't be beautiful. Oh, no, that can be. But really they beautiful. just don't give you that, like, cute, like, lipstick and, like, my hair. No, there's uh, like an alien. Like, this is my Stanley. <laughs> you like, know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's not the way five shows up. Even the trendiest of social fives, there's still that. There's an edge. There's an edge. There's a darkness. There's a. It's avant garde. Avant garde. Ethereal alien mm-hmm. quality. I mean, there's that whole, there's a whole visual aspect to this that we obviously can't show you on right. the podcast because you can't see us. But, but we do have <laughs> Pinterest boards. We do have Pinterest boards um, with celebrities. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's not a foolproof system. Right. But you can go to our Pinterest boards um, and just look around yeah, if you want to see, see the different get the idea yeah the, the gestalt of the the visual archetypes and of course if you want to delve more deeply into it um our classes are a good space for that um yes. we have our instincts class and then our, of course our level one certification talks you tells you all about how to uh type people so you want to do a little yeah. So if you Other want plug. those, uh, if you want the Pinterest link, you can just go to our website, empathyarchitects.com. It's at the bottom um, with our social links. And if you're interested in finding our courses, there is an online course tab on our website that can take you where you want to go. Yeah. Right. So thank you guys. Um, we have had a few people send in some things they'd like to hear about on the podcast. And hopefully when we're 
kind of done with all the yeah, types. Yeah, we can we do can, like a yeah, like we could do an episode where we kind of tackle some of those. Yeah, um, we did have someone send us a correction too. So oh, uh, that we were wrong about Donald Trump's type. Yes. Mm. Yeah. That he's not an eight; he's a six. Uh huh. Okay. Um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, so. Uh, uh, yeah. So yeah, one day <laughs> so we keep will. Those questions <laughs> and comments coming. Maybe not the corrections. Yeah. Because, like, I feel like just you know, at the point at which we're mentioning someone's type, we've researched we pro- yeah. it pretty well. <laughs> um, and if not, we we would probably yeah. say like, hey, you know, I don't know. It just kind of seems like it. Yeah, uh, that, I'm not open on that one. Yeah, I'm that pr- one. Like I'm pretty much a hundred percent sure that it's yeah. Eight, so. Yeah, there's okay. been extensive reading. Yeah, I mean, it's there's a lot out there yeah. about him, and it's just literally it's stereotypical self preservate. Sorry, just it just is. But thanks for listening. Yeah, um, but yeah, we we'll do an episode where we kind of talk about some of the questions that people have put out and just kind of a, a grab bag of different stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, and then uh, yeah, go watch a video of honey badgers. Oh. Yeah, do that. They're kind of cute. What makes me mad is that they're like actually cute. Like you've ever you've seen one? Yeah, they're cute. Yeah, they're cute. But they're like mean. Like I a, mean, like like a six. Yeah, relatable. <laughs> like I said, <laughs> right? I get it. Yeah, I yep. understand their struggle. You're a little honey badger. Uh huh. Like I that. like that. That's cute. Okay. Yeah. Bye. Ciao.